Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Great to have you here. I'm going to read to you from uh, Psalm 51, in verse 10, and it says, Create in me, this is the psalmist saying, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Or create in me a pure heart, a right heart, and renew a right attitude, renew a right spirit within me. You know, part of the work of the Lord is this word that we find in the Bible called sanctification, where um, we we are born again in an instant where uh, we become a child of God. Our heart, the Bible says, he takes out the stony heart, he puts in a heart of flesh. But then there's a process that takes place of the Lord renewing and changing us from the inside out, purifying us. And so when you get born again, there's a process the Lord takes you through. And so people, you know, people call it different things. The Lord's crushing me to do this. It's really not. The Lord's the Lord's um, placing a finger on on things that don't that don't please him. And so then he'll work and he'll talk about forgiveness and people who hold grudges. And well, my dad did this when I was young. And then he starts pointing, hey, you gotta forgive. And so it's really a process of becoming more and more like Jesus. It's sanctification. He purifies us. So the the psalmist here is saying, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. And so part of that's really a lifelong process that the Lord is working on the inside of us to make us more like Jesus. And so that's where um, Paul said, I want to know him. Um, I, I'm, I'm not yet perfect, but I stretch, I reach towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so there's a process of Jesus. The Bible says we're being conformed to the image of his son. It's, it's the Lord changing what's going on on the inside. So we know we're fully born again. That doesn't change. But then there's the ways you react. There's ways that you're used to doing things. When someone says something that you respond quickly and snap back with something. And, and the Bible says, hey, be slow to anger. Be patient. When someone does something, instead of holding it against them for months, you just, I'm just going to be quick to forgive. I'm going to let go. People make mistakes. I'm giving grace. God gave me grace. I'm giving grace. And so there's a process of God working on the inside of us. Part of that process I want to talk to you about today is God putting inside of you a love for what he loves and a hatred for what he hates. I believe that many Christians, when it comes to these things, they, they don't, they they don't really in their emotions, they don't in their feelings, they don't in their heart, they don't have, they're just like tame little bunnies, you know, and they kind of just like some things and then, oh, they try not to let things upset them. You know, there are things that should upset you as a believer. You know, Jesus went into the temple and he saw them you know, making merchandise of the temple and, and, and there were money changers and they were profiting off of everything. And he sat down and made a whip. You know, this was premeditated. Jesus didn't find a whip sitting there and, you know, oh, I didn't know what I was doing before I knew it. I picked it up. And, you know, funny thing, when I was in kids' church, not at the river, but when I went to a different church, the the, the kids' church teacher, children's church teacher, it's funny how you remember this stuff, false doctrines. The children's church teacher said, yeah, Jesus didn't have any sin except one when he got angry and drove out the money changers. That was his only sin. You've misunderstood the gospel. Jesus didn't have any sin, period. Him taking a whip and whipping people with it and to, and flipping over their business wasn't a sin. It was actually out of love for God. And so Proverbs, I want to read to you from Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 8, verse, um, <clears throat> there it is, verse 13, it says, all who fear the Lord will hate evil. Part of having a right spirit with God is God building a hatred on the inside of you for what he hates. 
And the Bible is actually full of it. The book of Proverbs is full of it. If you pay attention to the wording, you'll see the Lord detests the Lord detests false balances. That's where people don't do things fairly. What they used to do, the way they would value things is they would have a a measurement of let's just say let's use our our term so they'd have a they'd have an ounce of gold and that was the the weight and then it was a it was a it was a weight that they measured everything by so if someone came and brought a, some gold or some precious metal or whatever um, they would then weigh it in accordance with the weight the standard weight so people could look and be like that's an ounce so here I'm weighing it and and it would you could see then and then they would value it so if the the merchant would just swap out that ounce and make the ounce heavier then when the person came to weigh he he could always be getting a discount because it's it you know it's not like a digital scale that you have today you just had to compare it to something else or they would take flour right or whatever it was oil and if it was hey this is a pound of oil but if you could if you could make it a pound and a quarter, then when the person came to weigh, they thought they had a pound, but they had a pound and a quarter, and you could pay them less. That's a false weight. And the Bible says the Lord detests that. The Lord hates that. The Lord hates false weights and balances. The Lord hates when people are when things are done crookedly. So the Bible's filled actually with things that God loves and things that God hates. There's a scripture in Jude. I'm going to read to you from Jude uh, chapter 1, and it says here, You must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to, to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. The King James says, hating the, even the cloth or the garment that's stained by the flesh. You know, there should become a disgust on the inside of you for the works of darkness rather than just sitting by and, oh, you know, things are, you know, you let God, that's that's the nature of God on the inside of you. I, I hate the stuff that pulls people away from God. I hate false doctrine that pulls people away from God. I hate people who, who tread lightly around sin. If you're, if you're struggling with a sin, repeating a sin over and over again, you have to get to the place where you hate it with all your heart, where you flee it, where, you, where, you, where you're treating it like a, a, you're treating it like a dragon. You have to chop its head off, that there comes a disgust on the inside of you. You don't hate people. You, you hate the garment that's spotted by the flesh. You hate the, the works of wickedness. The Bible says in Proverbs 6, there's a list of things that God hates, that he hates a, a, a proud look, a lying tongue. You know, if you've dealt with pride, you, you know, you've, most people know they've dealt with pride, but then they just make excuses for it. If you walk into a room and you're, and you're sizing other people up, I make more money than them. I'm better than this person. I'm better looking than this person. That's pride. You have to get those thoughts out of your head. Lord, thank you that these are my brothers and sisters in Christ. And if they're not, Lord, help me to reach out. You become kingdom-minded. This is the process. You submit to the process and you change the way you think. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I know how this goes. You know, you walk into a room, better looking than them, got more money than them, you know, probably this person. You you compare. People compare themselves. And it's, for some of it, it's just because they're low in confidence. 
and then they have to build their confidence by putting others down. That's that's ridiculous. We're children of God. Lord, thank you. Thank you that I have these other people that are believers. They're part of the family of God. Thank you that that's my brother and my sister in Christ. We may not agree on everything, but Lord, that's part of my family. Lord, I thank you for them. Lord, I bless them. Lord, help help them, strengthen them, uphold them. You know, you start praying for your brother and sister, not comparing yourself. The Bible said those that compare themselves among themselves are fools. So there, there, there comes... The, the, there comes a time where the, you, if you'll allow the Lord to do the work, that he'll build a hatred. I I hate a proud look. You can spot it from a mile away. You can see, I can look in people's faces and see that they're dealing with pride. You can see it. Easy to see. It's so self-conscious. It's so sad. It's like one of the worst things to be so self-conscious. You can tell. You can look at somebody and see that they think more about themselves than they should. It's It's unhealthy. This ain't about you. The gospel's not about you. The gospel's about Jesus Christ. Your life here on the earth is about the kingdom of God. <laughs> you, it, there's a freedom of just forgetting about yourself and pursuing the things of God, putting your eyes on Jesus. This ain't about me. This ain't about how much I can accomplish. I've made good money. I've walked into a room and see, and then, you, you know, like you have to cast down those thoughts. I'm, I'm choosing to, to hate the proud look like God hates it. Hands that shed innocent blood. There should be things that we that we stand up against that we refuse. I'm listening to a, uh, an audio book uh, right now called "How Christianity Changed the World," and it's talking about the influence of Christianity on society and and how over the years and over the ages in different countries, there's been Christian missionaries who've come and have changed the rules. Like like one example was in China, where um, for for uh, centuries, they did this thing called feet binding. You may have heard about it, but where they would, when women were born, they would, or reached a certain age, they would uh, tie their their toes underneath their feet, and and then and then uh, make it where the foot actually forms like a fist, like a balled up fist underneath, right? And and they did that so the way that they walked was actually this is crazy. They did that because they wanted women to walk. They had to walk a certain way that actually looked like more uh, sensuous, right? They they had to like, the way they walked was like that. And so it became a custom where women would have their feet bound. And it led to so much tragedy. It led to people like feet would get infected and some people had to have their feet amputated. It was like this big, but it became part of the custom. It became like if you didn't find, if you didn't have your feet bound, you couldn't find a suitable mate because it was desirable. I know, crazy. You think about this stuff. You think about it in a day of women's rights, like, but this is what happened. And then it was Christian missionaries to China that actually pressed back and got the laws changed. It was Christian missionaries that did that. And it's people who stood up and said, that's a person who's made in the image of God. You know, even just women's rights. I'm, I was listening to this part about about women's rights. It's 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 also it's great to educate yourself on these things because we're not dealing with, you know, the 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 there was a quote that said the day Jesus was born, life changed for the woman because one of the things that he did was dignified women. He said he came into a culture where women were. If you look at most Islam cultures, they they're they're worth what half a man is worth. There's actually part of the Quran that says that if a woman, if you're if you think she may be not subjected to you. And then also this is in, um, uh, uh, not, not Buddhism. What's the other one? Um, Hinduism, that if you think she's not being, if she thinks she's got an attitude, you can take her into your room and beat her until she submits. Like that's part of the, that's part of their religion. That's part of it. 
you know, the veil over the head, that, that, that Jesus valued women and, and there were women that followed him. He, he spoke to women. He actually, the first people that were entrusted with the gospel were women. There were women at the, at the tomb and he said, go and tell. That that was, in, in, in that society, that was against the grain. And so you see how, how people who've seen, who've seen, it's not right that women don't have a, a, a voice to vote. Let's push back. It's been, it's been the gospel that has done that. And so there's things that infuriate us. Now, obviously, it's, we're, our whole goal in life isn't just to change society and make things equal. Our goal in life is to move the gospel forward and get people born again. But there's things like infanticide. You know, infanticide's not a new thing where they kill babies. It was, it was, you could see it all through the writings in, in ancient Rome and Greece that they would, if, if, if a child was born with any handicaps, they would kill it. It was born, and then they would just kill the baby. And 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 then in society, there was like like in like in China where you you couldn't have there was like the one child limit that it was more valuable to have a boy than it was to have a girl. So a lot of girls were killed, right, aborted, and then also infanticide. And and there was the same. It's an antichrist spirit that seeks to do those things. So it's been Christians through the ages that have pushed back and changed the culture and changed the way we see things. But on the inside, people deal with sin and just have a lighthearted attitude towards sin. You hate the garment that's spotted by the flesh. Lord, this is a prayer that I pray. Lord, cause me to love what you love and hate what you hate. Lord, I, let me hate what you hate. I'm going to stand up. You know, this is where this is what it means to be a Christian. Those who love the Lord will hate evil. You shouldn't just be so lukewarm and whatever about stuff. Things should, things injustices and things that go against the Bible, people blaspheming the name of Jesus, people speaking against the gospel. It shouldn't just be that you can pass that by. And I'm not saying get into arguments on the internet because what's the point? But when people people do things that you, no, that's my God. I'm a Christian and I'm standing up for that. I believe in Jesus Christ. You know, there's coming a point. The reason I'm talking about this is there's coming a point in our lives where where you'll ha- you will either deny him or you'll stand up. And, and you have to get it in your spirit to be a person that says, this is what I'm living for. I'm not a two-faced person on this earth that's like a Christian on Sundays. And then, no, the, if I'm standing my ground for anything, I'm standing my ground for this, for Jesus Christ and for what the Bible says. I'm standing up against what the Bible speaks up against, and I'm standing up for what the Bible speaks for. I'm letting God build inside of me something that will stand for what, for what Jesus stood for. Hate the things, hate the garment spotted by the flesh. The, the continuation of that verse in Proverbs, read it again here. And I'm not giving you a full list of things to, things to hate, but if you read the word, if you look up the word uh, hate and then the word detest, you'll see the Lord detests this, the Lord hate this. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. I'm not saying you have to become the police everywhere you go, but but when you're in a situation, there are situations that'll come where people will say things to you that go against the word of God, and then you just stand up for what you believe. No, I refuse to let that stand like that. Uh uh-uh. uh. I refuse to deny Jesus Christ. I refuse to back off the word of God. I'd rather die here than back off the word of God. You let God build that. I, I hate sin. I hate compromise. I'm fleeing fornication. I'm running from it. I hate it. You get a hatred in your spirit for for those things. Love God. Love people. Hate what God hates. That's it for today. I love you. God bless you. 
I know kind of a heavy podcast, but I believe that's a work that God is looking to do in his people. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.